Welcome to Phoenix Rising. I am your host, Kaylee Montoya Houston. I am a certified personal trainer and online nutrition coach. I will be joined by my co-host, Julie Montoya Houston. This show will cover all aspects of fitness, including nutrition, exercise, and mindset to help you reach your goals at any stage of your journey. We will bring you science-based information to help you take charge of your fitness goals and give you the power to rise like a phoenix. Welcome back to Phoenix Rising, everyone. Uh, Coach Kaylin, Coach Julie here again with you all. Um, we're going to go over um, a quicker podcast today that are just going to, we're going to talk about four ways and four tips that we're going to give you in, in order to reduce hunger when you're in a diet uh, or a calorie deficit. Because I know, I mean, that is the main side effect when you're trying to lose weight is battling those hungers. Yeah, I mean, hunger is just a normal part of losing weight. I mean, if you want to lose weight, you're going to have times when you're going to be hungry. Um, The thing you have to remember is patience, though. I mean, we're going to give you four tips on how to deal with the hunger, but there's still going to be a little bit of it there. I mean, it's going to be there, but your body does adapt if you're patient and you can hang in there. After the the first week of a cut or a new deficit is always rough, but by the second week, you're usually pretty much adapted and you don't have as much hunger. It's not as hard, but you've got to stick with it though. No, I, I agree. And I think a lot of people, we need to realize that when you're trying to diet and lose weight, hunger is a good sign. It means that you're actually in a deficit and your body is burning those fat, the body fat that you're wanting. Yeah, I I think a lot of the problem people have is they put themselves in a deficit, but then they can't get through that first week. So they're not being honest with themselves and they're munching more than they are or they're having an extra things here and there that they aren't tracking. And so then they, they end up not putting themselves in a deficit. So then week two comes along they try to be a little more strict because they're like, okay, well, the first week I was just a little easy on myself, but the hunger is not going to go away. So if you can get dive into the first week and just knock it out of the park with adherence, then chances are the second week you'll be a little more adapted and it won't suck as bad. Right. I agree. So let's just jump in here and we're going to go talk about tip number one. And it's probably one of the most important ones I think people don't utilize enough. And that's eating more low-calorie, high-volume foods. Julie, you want to talk about this one? Yeah, I mean, so this is what people don't understand is they think 100 calories is 100 calories. And that's very true. It doesn't matter how you spin it. 100 calories is 100 calories, whether it's 100 calories of Doritos or 100 calories of broccoli. The thing is, though, if you put 100 calories worth of broccoli in a bowl... And then set it next to a different bowl with 100 gram, sorry, 100 calories of Doritos. There is going to be a whole shit ton of broccoli <laughs> in that bowl. Yeah, more so than you could probably eat. <laughs> so if you can fill your diet, fill your day with the calorie dense but very filling foods like fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. you can have a lot more volume of food. You can have you know two or three large salads for maybe. I mean, if you're if you take out the dressing because the dressing's yeah. what gets people but if you were to have two or three large salads every day you might be looking at 100 calories but if you have two or three large burgers a day you're looking at more like 3,000 calories right. so if you fill your work on the whole foods and keep with the the satiating fruits and veggies that are lower calorie foods you can eat more of them and stay not only full but 
under, you know, in that deficit, you because you're under your calorie allowance for the day. Because, like I said, a, a hundred or a thousand calories of broccoli is going to be more food than a hundred or a thousand calories of Doritos. No, oh, agreed. Now, don't go out there trying to eat a thousand calories oh, God, of broccoli. You your so digestive system. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll we'll hate you for that. But just you, try really imagining you're going to have like a mountain full bowl of broccoli if you're trying to eat a hundred calories of broccoli i mean a good serving of broccoli is only going to equal 30 calories so that's a lot of broccoli in that bowl to keep you nice and satiated and we always use broccoli it's just a quick one but there's so many other i mean a bowl full of strawberries i mean nice sweet strawberries is going to be much lower in calories than some other high processed food well and that's the whole thing is not just though you know the volume of it but if you're thinking those processed foods are engineered to make you want more so Mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter what you do unless you eat yourself until you're totally just sick you're always going to want more and even after you eat yourself until you're sick you know a little time may pass you may start to recover and you're still going to feel like you need something it's not going to quench any sort of hunger or whatever so that's where you get the the fruits and veggies that come in with the high quality foods they Mm -hmm. have the nutrient dense they're satiating they're going to actually quench the hunger. Right. Agreed. So that was tip number one. So including those low calorie, high volume foods. Um, we're going to go on to tip number two, which is another really important one that we stress and talk about all the time. And that is including 20 to 40 grams of protein with every meal you eat. So when we're thinking of this, if we have complete whole meals, especially with these 20 to 40 grams of protein in them, you're gonna make sure that you're nice and satiated each meal and you're not just barely like quenching that hunger cue by snacking thousands of times a day. Cause I know that that's a huge myth. I feel like that that needs to go away is, oh, you have to eat six, seven, eight times a day to stoke that metabolic fire. And there's absolutely nothing to that as long as calories equate at the end of the day. But when you sit down and you have full complete meals with this amount of protein, you're going to be satiated for a very long amount of time. I don't know how many clients that I talk to and they're like, man, I increased my protein at breakfast. I'm not even hungry till like two o'clock in the afternoon. Like it's a crazy difference it makes when you just add that protein into those meals. Yeah. Making sure you have at least 20 to 40 grams of protein with every meal is very, very important. And if you're in a hurry, one scoop of protein powder is generally about 25 grams of protein. Now, With that being said, a protein shake, if you're just doing milk and protein powder, is not going to be as filling as a couple eggs, some bacon, you know, (laughs) yeah, whatever fits in your macros that is that you enjoy. But the, the other key here is going to be, I would make sure you're also when you're sitting down for your meal and you've got your 20 to 40 grams of protein, I'd eat the protein first. Yeah, because if you save your protein for last and you fill up with, so you've got a, a big healthy side of meat and then you've got a good healthy serving of veggies and maybe a potato or something. If you eat your potato and then your veggies first, you may start to get full and you haven't even gotten your protein in yet. So if you eat your protein first, you're naturally going to start feeling fuller when you're actually full mm-hmm. rather than eating a ton of veggies and bread and potatoes or whatever else you have on your plate and then trying to fit in the protein-dense food. It's much easier to get that protein in first and then go on to your veggies because your body will naturally stop you after that. 
Yeah, I agree. And just a, a simple rule of thumb here on, on averages, um, about 20 to 30 grams of protein is going to be anywhere from three to four up to six ounces of meat. And if you're thinking you can eyeball this by looking at the palm of your hand, and if your protein size serving is about the palm of your hand, you're going to be at least getting those 20 grams of protein in. So that's a good um, thing to eyeball and shoot for if you don't want to weigh or measure your food. There's a fly that is absolutely driving me crazy right now. <laughs> it's a short drive, but yeah. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your story on IG or Facebook and tag me on IG at Kaylee Montoya Fitness or on Facebook at Kaylee Montoya Houston so I can reach out and thank you personally. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast from. This greatly helps the show grow so we can help more people reach their own health and fitness goals. Okay. Well, all right. So af- after we have the, the high, high volume, <laughs> low calorie foods, second tip was making sure to get the 20 to 40 grams of protein in each meal. So we're moving on to tip number three here. And not to go too extreme in your diet or calorie deficit. You just, in the beginning, want to create a moderate calorie deficit. So go ahead, Julie, let's dive into this one. Yeah, I think the best way to, if you, especially if you're taking yourself through this process, is to not take huge jumps. So if you're in a maintenance phase and you're getting ready to start a fat loss phase, let's say your maintenance is 2,500 calories. If you just hop right out of the gate and you go, okay, I'm taking myself down to 1,500 calories, you're cutting 1,000 calories a day. Not only is that a ridiculous drop, but you're also setting yourself up for poor adherence because from eating 2,500 calories a day, taking a huge jump like that makes it almost impossible. You want to talk about hunger, you are going to feel like you are crawling across the desert starving. (laughs) Like you need to make sure that you're only taking, I wouldn't go 20% is kind of high for me. If you're doing it on your own, I think if you have the time and you are wanting to do like a slow and steady cut that you can adhere to, I'd say somewhere around a 10% cut. So if you're at 2,500 calories of maintenance, you want to shave off 250 calories of that per day. And that's a good starting place. And if you can adhere, just as long as you can adhere with it, roll with it until you stop seeing changes. Don't just change it every week just for the hell of it. Take that 250 calories off, roll with it until your body just says, nope, this is our new maintenance, and then drop it another 10%. I mean, if you have the time to do slow and steady, slow and steady wins the race. But I guarantee if you jump out the gate with a huge drop, your adherence is going to suffer. It's going to be very difficult for you to stay in that deficit and truly be in that deficit. And also a huge deficit, your body's going to adapt really quickly, like always, I mean, your body's an adaptation machine. If your body adapts super quick to that, where do you go? I mean, not only is it super hard to adhere to, but your body's going to adapt quickly. And then where do you go from there? Right. You just keep going lower and lower and you realize your body's going to fight you back every step of the way. And like she said, mental wise, it's going to be really hard for you to adhere to. And you're going to start sneaking in a lot of those bites, tastes, licks here, finish your kid's plate off and you're really going to get out of that calorie deficit without even realizing it and you're just going to get super frustrated and not see the results that you're after right yeah okay so tip number four so last tip of the day like so we wanted to keep this short and actionable so we can give you guys some things that you can start implementing in your day right now um and that's 
Something that maybe people don't think about enough, and that's eat at similar times of the day. Um, <laughs> this fly is driving us batty. Um, so don't eat sporadic. Don't eat at one time, like breakfast at 6.30 most days, and then wait till 8.30 another day, or same thing with dinner. Because um, a lot of the hunger that we do experience is our body learns when we put this food in. So if you've noticed, which I'm sure you have, if you really stop and think about it, say you normally eat lunch at 11 a.m., uh, your body is going to start sending those hunger cues, your stomach's going to start growling about 11 a.m. every single day because you have trained your body to know that it's going to get energy and food at that time of the day. And trying to push, say you're in a, in a meeting or something comes up and you have to wait till one o'clock in the afternoon, like you are feel like you're famished. And more than likely, you're going to consume more calories because of all those strong hunger cues you're getting. So if you keep your hunger or your meals at certain times it's really going to help yeah and the other key part of that too is to making sure that your meals are similar sized every day at the same time so if you usually have a big breakfast every day at 7 a.m and you have a moderate lunch around 12 p.m and then you have you know a large dinner at 5 p.m switching that up one day is going to make it very difficult so if you have a really small breakfast one day you're going to feel crazy hungry and you're going to go into your lunch starving and then that could potentially cause you to have a larger lunch than you're used to and if you haven't planned for that larger lunch it may you may find yourself in a drive-through somewhere which can drastically put you over on your you know your calorie allowance for the day and then of course it leads you into, even if you can adhere with your normal moderate lunch after a smaller breakfast, you're gonna go into a dinner hungrier than normal. So paying attention and trying to keep your meals a similar size at the same times every day is gonna be key. And most people only need two to four meals per day. It's what works best for you. I eat four, I have my breakfast, first lunch, second lunch, and then dinner. And then of course after dinner, I have what I call dessert, which is usually a rice cake with peanut butter. So um, five meals five meals technically but <laughs> it's so close to dinner time it's really just four meals but uh kaylee i think eats pretty similar maybe closer to three meals most of the time yeah but we're just different i mean it works for me to eat more smaller meals to stave off some hunger throughout the day because i know i can eat little bits and it's easier on my digestion to eat smaller meals so i can eat more times a day in a smaller volume and still stay at my maintenance of I, right now my maintenance is 2000 calories and I feel fine. I don't feel overly stuffed. Now I'm in a maintenance phase right now, so I'm not tracking like super strictly. So like sometimes a cookie sneaks its way in just randomly and I don't know where it comes from, but it just appears. <laughs> and then, you know, that's just how it is. But that's that's on me though i know i'm in a maintenance phase i know that i'm not really watching anything too carefully because my goal is something different right now right now my goal is cleaning up my gut so as long as i'm doing the best i can but i'm getting the same amount of food in every day at the same time i feel fine yeah i feel and, good yeah no i understand that and like i said julie does a lot better with those four maybe five meals a day and i'm more of a three meal a day person just simply my day gets busy and I don't have time to sit down uh, to eat. So when I do, I make those meals larger so they last me longer. And so I make sure I get enough, enough calories in. But, all right, so I hope these four tips are really helpful for you guys. They really should be, especially just choosing a couple and really starting to implement them in today if you're actually trying to diet or lose weight. And it's really going to help you in the long run. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, tune back in uh, next week. Uh, we got Julie's update. Uh, four? Number four uh, update coming. I think it's four. Yep, I think update four on, on her gut health journey. So definitely if you've been following along, uh, you want to check out those first three first and then see how, how this gut is doing. But you guys take care and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Phoenix Rising. For more information on how to take charge of your fitness goals, follow me on IG or Facebook, or you can head over to KayleeMontoyaFitness.com to apply for a free coaching call today. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, shoot me an email to KayleeMontoyaFitness at gmail.com. Don't forget to catch us on the next episode.